Hey, and welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Krista Lockwood. And if you ever look around your house and wonder where the heck did all this stuff come from and how am I ever going to get it out, you are in the right place. I'm a mom of five who decluttered her home back in 2013 when my family and I decided to move from Alaska to Florida with one suitcase each. And I do not recommend it. What I do recommend is learning how to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist which means learning to find the balance of what your family needs and wants without it being so much that it overwhelms you on a daily basis. So if that sounds good to you, you are going to love this podcast. Let's dive into the episode. If you have been trying to declutter your house, and not been as successful as you like, I am willing to bet that I can help you figure out exactly why. There are a lot of reasons that moms feel like they can't declutter, declutter, whether it's their kids or their spouse or the time or the energy or just simply not knowing what to do, where to take things, how to donate, right? How to do it mindfully, how to not be wasteful. Uh, Plus you're worried about like, what if I need it? You know, I wasted so much money on this. What if I need it again and I can't get it? There is so much that goes into decluttering as a mom. And I promise that if you have thought it or felt it, I have heard it before or experienced it myself. And that is exactly why I created this training called how to create your mom proof decluttering plan. And I've done a lot of decluttering checklists, challenges, courses, programs in the past, and they work. And this training really is the framework for every single thing that moms need to consider when it comes to decluttering their home. It's the plan. We're actually going to build your plan together. It's following through with your plan and it's including your family and even learning how to make this process as enjoyable as possible. Because most people feel like The task is daunting or just another thing on their to-do list, and I don't want it to feel like that for you. So this free training, how to create your mom-proof decluttering plan, you can go to motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY to get it, or you can just check the show notes of this episode and you will find it. Come get it. I know there is so much information about there. A lot of it is much the same. Five steps to declutter your house, you know? Here's the checklist to declutter this area of your house, but none of them really show you the full scope of what goes into doing this start to finish. And that's exactly what's in this training. So go check it out, motherhoodsimplified.com forward slash DIY, or check the description of this episode to go get it today. Welcome to the Motherhood Simplified Podcast. I'm your host, Crystal Lockwood, and on the surface, I teach you how to declutter your home so you can focus on what matters most to you as a mom, which I'm guessing isn't those laundry mountains, dishes stacked to the sky, and the tornadoes you clean up all day. My hope for this podcast is so much more than teaching you to declutter. I record all of my episodes live and in real time so that you can have the experience of a mom friend who gets you and is there for you. My audio isn't perfect, my kids might interrupt us, but the conversations we have are real, impactful, and proof that there are other moms like you that decluttering has worked for. If you want to join me and thousands of other moms for live episodes, go find us on Instagram and Facebook. 
Just search Motherhood Simplified and we'll welcome you with open arms. See you soon. I am Brittany and I am a mom of five kids. I have, um, my oldest is a boy and then I have four girls and they range in age from 15 down to four and I'm a full-time mom. I do do some freelance writing, editing, um, but mostly I'm, I'm a mom and I love it. I live in Northern Utah and right now we are in the doldrums of winter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh so it is cold. Anyway. Yes. Yeah. We, I'm living in winter again too. We yeah. It's okay. It's fine. So, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so you have five kids too. I have five kids. That was one of the things that really caught my attention too. It was like, okay, if she can do this with five kids and your kids were younger. I think your kids were about the same age that my youngest two are now. You can do this. Like I like when you have a lot of kids, I think it's almost more imperative that you do this. So can you give me just kind of like a sense of what your motherhood was like with your kids when you of feeling like you needed to make a change? Yeah. So I, um, I was a horrible mother. Oh. <laughs> I, I was when, when things really started just really going south. I was pregnant with my fifth and my oldest was about 11, I think, and maybe 10. Um, and I just did not, I had somehow gone down this path of like, I didn't want to be a mom anymore. I was, I was exhausted. I was tired of like, trying to be patient and trying to engage and trying to entertain and trying to referee and and I just kind of not kind of I I fully retracted um I also was on bed rest for this for the last part of my pregnancy and I think that maybe played into it too where like I kind of had to be lying down and not not actively involved and so it just got real easy for me to you know send them on to screens or or ignore my children sadly and i would i would be on my phone or i would just be doing whatever it is that i wanted to do on my own um just just pretty isolated and disengaged as a mom yeah and you use that word engaged and disengaged i mean it's in the title of your book re-engaging and I love that because I think when we have highs and lows, right? As moms, like I've had yeah. seasons of being very disengaged and I like how you word it. Um, and I, I don't know if you can relate to this or if you feel the same or if you guys watching feel the same, but if I, if we weren't uninsured way back in the day, cause we didn't have insurance, I was very disengaged with my kids. And I think that if I had, been able to go to a doctor, they would have diagnosed me with like depression or postpartum depression. And while that would have maybe been helpful, I think it's even more helpful to have it worded this way that I was very disengaged and I was very disconnected. 
Um, I think it's more empowering for moms. I think when we say things like we're depressed or we have depression or we have postpartum depression, it feels really disempowering for me anyway. So when I was reading this with you, I could look back and recognize when I was in those seasons. And I think it almost makes it a little bit easier for you to give yourself some grace and be like, okay, I can figure this out. Like there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> like I can yeah. do it. Yeah. So I will say though, I mean, I, I don't want to negate actual clinical depression and postpartum depression. In my story, I don't know that I, I mean, I, there was, I'm sure there was hormonal postpartum stuff. I, I guarantee there was, but um, I wasn't ever diagnosed. So I, I don't know. I haven't walked that journey that, that some moms do walk where, where they really, it's not like lace up your bootstraps and spend five minutes, you know, like it, it doesn't apply to everybody necessarily. Um, but in general, if you're not, um, if you don't need medical attention and, and outside professional help, this is one way that you can, this is an awesome way. This, time in process is an awesome way that you really can like like you're saying empower yourself and it's not easy it's not easy to um push the accelerator when you're just used to being on autopilot you know like it's not it's not easy i'm not saying that but it is a way that you can be a self-starter in doing something to find that light again in, in parenting, but I don't want to discount people who really do struggle with yes. postpartum or, or depression or whatever. You know yes. What I mean? Yes. I completely, yeah, completely, completely agree. Especially when we're talking about, you know, like the hormone swings. And I think, yeah, yeah. This was a really good time for me to read it too, because I, you know, my baby is four months old. I, I I'm able now to recognize like, these are my hormones speaking, right? Like yeah. it's yeah. very real going on. And whether it is, you know, something that you are diagnosed with or not, like it is, it's real and it's valid, right? And totally. I love this because it does, you shine a light on it, right? Like you're very honest. You shine a light on it. You say it's yeah. real. And then you, you're like, here's something that you can do that, that can help you. Yeah. Yeah. So I will say, Krista, that is why, like it did take me four years to be able to finalize and publish this book because of that very thing. I, I, I was too close. I, I was too close to being that horrible in my mind. And as you can read about horrible mother, <laughs> I just, you know, like that's, I don't, I don't associate I myself today with who I was then with those actions and those non-actions. I'm totally different, but that's why there is that four year gap between when this actually occurred in my life and when people can read about it because I didn't even, I, I didn't want, it was too close, too yeah. vulnerable, too much expose for yeah. what I could handle at the time. Yes. So. That's really interesting too, because I kind of feel like, and, and I, sh I'm in the same place, right? Like, because we talk about different things, but I don't, I don't have a lot of photos of that, that time, you know, when I'm talking to people about like my really cluttered house, I don't have photos of it. There's yeah. absolutely no way when I was doing it back then that I would have been able to show, like to share anything with anybody. Yeah. It's yeah. close. It's too real. You don't want to shine a light on it when you're in it 
But I have a question for you because now that I'm on the other side of it, right? And I've like figured out like, yeah. wasn't actually, you know, and I tell people all the time, like, I felt like I was a horrible parent. I felt like I was a horrible housekeeper. I felt like I was a horrible wife. Now I'm able to, because there's that distance to look back and be like, okay, I wasn't. Like I had <laughs> these things happening and I was really overwhelmed. And it's, I can almost see myself as a different person. Like, yeah, kind of almost out of body a little bit, like that perspective. Yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. an aerial view of like, oh my gosh, I should have maybe been a little bit easier on myself. <laughs> yes, I totally, always. I think that's always true for mom. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. So kind of a follow-up question to that is, you know, we kind of, I think a lot of us end up like this where we wake up one day and we're like, how did I get here? Like, yeah. what do you think brought you to that point? Well, um, in the book, there is a, a moment where it's actually in my scripture study where I just, this verse in the Bible just hits me and I realize I do not, I mean, I, I'm physically taking care of my children, you know, going through those motions. They're not in danger that way, but I am not loving my children. I don't even like my children and I'm missing charity completely. And, um, so that kind of spearheaded this, this transition where I, I just realized I can't continue on in this way and um, help my children thrive. I, I'm, I'm such a, an anchor um, in a negative way, like a downer to them right now. And I, it was just this epiphany, like, I have to change. I have to. And I kind of make the analogy in the book where it's like, I, I was looking through like a muddy window and then I, you know, different things would happen that I would notice sadness of my children and, and our, and our, um, disconnect. And it would be like someone swiping away some mud off of a window and you would think, Oh good, you're cleaning the window. But like inside the window was still this massive <laughs> garbage, you know, like, so I, I had like a double layer of like, I had to get through I had to first realize, I guess, that there was a problem and then I had to figure out how to solve the problem. So for me, it was a, it was a, a double, a double window pane, I guess, that it wasn't just like, oh, I realized there's a problem. Great. I can fix it. Um, I had to really see this, this is no good. Um, I have to change it. And how am I going to go about doing that? So I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it, it makes completely sense. One of the moms on here is saying, I had this kind of a morning too. She's following. She's a good friend of mine. So oh. where she's at right now. So, but that's such an honest answer. And you, you do, you kind of just wake up one day and you're like, something has to change. And I love, you kind of talk, I think it's toward the end of the book that you bring it up, but when you started doing what we're going to talk about in a minute, the thing that really helped you get out of this, you didn't really make like a big announcement to like, yeah, yeah. Or to your husband, which I think is honestly when the best changes happen, when you're just like, I know this, like, I know this. Yeah. I talk about it. I really just want to do something about it. Totally. Well, I, I don't know about you and I, for me, like, it seems like the more fanfare and the more publicity that I give something, the less, the shallower it is actually, you know, like there's a weird, there's a weird inverse relationship there. But when I'm, 
when it's, like you said, when it's deep for me, when it is for me, um, I don't have to, I don't, I don't know if I, you know, subconsciously feel like, oh, I have to make this a big deal outwardly because I have, I have to make up for it inside. Um, but for this one, yeah, I didn't, I didn't tell my husband until like a week in and he was asking like, where are you going every night? You, you're usually like in bed, you know, like being sad or whatever. I mean, he didn't say that, but yeah. Uh, and yeah, I, I told him like, oh, I'm, I'm doing this thing. And, and, um, for me, it was that personal choice of making a change, a commitment to myself and to my children. Um, that's how that reflects how important it was for me. Yeah. Yes. I, you worded it perfectly. And I've been, I don't know if you, I don't, I don't think you know, but I was pregnant last year and I didn't tell anybody on social media. I kept it really quiet because of exactly what you said. When it's something that's really, really important to you, amplifying it by like telling the world. Yeah. It, it, Lessens it or cheapens it or something. It's exactly the word yeah, I want to say. Yeah, it totally cheapens it and it makes it, 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 it almost puts like this outside pressure on you when really that's defeating the whole entire point, right? Yeah. The whole entire point is that you want to get rid of that. You want to be yeah. at a place where you feel okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I love that. Okay, so now that we've kind of got the backstory, you know, where you were, where you're at and why you wanted to change, Tell us a little bit about what it was that you actually did. Okay, so when I realized, like, uh, you know, wiping that window and noticing the mess inside, like, um, I didn't have a ton of, oh, so I realized I need to love my children again. How do I do that? Well, the way you love, like, truly love something is to know them, to like them, and to know them, and that's, and so I thought, okay, I need to get to know my kids again because I have been MIA for an embarrassingly long amount of time. And so how do you get to know somebody? I think it's spending time with them. And that's where I, I had to spend a little time being like, how do I spend time with my children? Like I'm already a full-time mom. It's not like we don't have face time already. Um, how do I, and I'm busy and I'm disengaged. Like I, I'm having a hard time caring that much to, to spend a ton of time. And so just slowly as the wheels started turning, I thought, you know, if I can do something every single day, even if it's just a short amount of time, if, if it can be a short enough amount of time that I can be consistent with it, then I believe that now all of this was a hypothesis. I didn't know, but I believe that the consistency is what will be the strong cord to, to tie it all together at the end, um, even though it's just small chunks. And so I thought, okay, I'm gonna go five minutes. I'm gonna, like, this was just really a crapshoot because I, I was desperate at this point. Five minutes a day, I can do five minutes a day and I can do that for a month. And that's just, that's pretty much where, where I was, <laughs> where yeah. the idea came. Yeah. And it, it, I love it because it's so simple. It's so simple and it's so doable. Well, and I feel like it has, I, for any mom, I, it doesn't matter how many children you have or what their ages are. I feel like as if you work outside the home, if you don't, if you're involved in volunteer stuff, like we find ways to 
cram our days and our lives with things. And um, ultimately, as mothers, I believe that the most important thing is our children and our relationship with them. And we don't always um, prioritize that intentional connection. I definitely did not, obviously. But I think if we add in one more giant thing, it's just not going to happen. You know, like we're, we're already crammed. And so I think that one of the beauties of doing a five minute time in is that it is something that you, no matter how busy you are, no matter what your deadlines are, you can spend five minutes with mm -hmm. your child. You know, you really can at any, I believe anyone can. It's not always easy. You're not always in the mood. It's not always convenient. Uh, and those are experiences that I went through myself and those are in the book and, and, um, definitely like by day two, I was like, oh, I don't want to do this, you know, <laughs> but I really think it's, it's like you said, it's the simplicity that makes it possible. Yeah, it is. It's nice. And you know, guys just get the book and read it. It's like I said, it's a really easy read, but really powerful. But you, when you talk about it, you know, when you're so busy in those days, and you're just like bouncing from here to here to here, it is exhausting. And one of the things that I kind of noticed most days, not all days, is that when I do this, it kind of resets me, right? Yeah. Mom feels good and every mom is recharged when she gets to have some really engaged time with their kids. And I mean, that feels good for us, right? And it, sometimes it feels like just another thing that we have to do. And some days it does feel like that, but in her, there was, I think it was like maybe the first week or so that you were talking about doing it with your oldest. And he just like kind of opened the floodgates and started telling you all of this really big deal stuff. And I was like, my kids, I feel like, you know, I've been so disengaged that my kids won't do that. And they did. My oldest. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I love it. Doesn't that just catch you off i mean there's it's so bittersweet like oh i wish i had been you know listening all along doing this all along but then it's also like oh we do kids are so forgiving also you know and it's i don't know that's awesome that's awesome i love that yeah it was it was like the floodgates open and i was like and that was exactly my thoughts too of like they are so forgiving and they really yeah. this, and it doesn't have to be hard and it doesn't have to be big and like grandiose and yeah, nothing fancy. Yeah, like verbal prompts of like, please tell me, you know, the deepest parts of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> you just sit there with them and they're like telling you these really big deal things, which was for me really, really cool, especially because we have similar age kids. You know, my, yeah, we have 13, 10, and eight. So, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it's, That's awesome. Oh, I love that. And that's not uncommon from what I've heard. You know, I have a friend who um, her oldest is uh, in second grade and she, after school, you know, she, she would, she was not nearly as disengaged as I was, but she would still like ask her child, like, oh, how was your day or whatever? Oh, fine. And then, and then nothing. But then <laughs> when they would have time in, this child would just, like you say, just kind of they'll bubble forth all of these things, good and bad. And my friend is like, whoa, 
why is this like magical tell mom things time and after school isn't or you know or or whatever but there is it there is something where it's like you are sitting there you're looking in their face and you are not moving for five minutes and they know that and and there's just something very trusting about about what kind of a bubble that creates and and it's interesting she she was blown away like you and like me in having this experience like yeah they have things to say yeah so um i'm going to read you a question that came from somebody on facebook and and i know the answer because i read your book but i want to hear i want to hear how you how you approach this okay oh she says i did the five minute thing too and when that five minutes was over they beg for more but you have to start dinner or whatever and that makes you feel like a horrible person telling them no did you overcome that like the reaction from them yeah um for sure like we would have there were times in my book where the five minutes did extend for um you know as long as it needed to for for serious things often they would want me to stay and i would give them a hug and i would give them a kiss and i would say hey we'll do this again tomorrow i've got to go down to yours it's your sister's turn or it's your brother's turn now or whatever um so yeah they when necessary for sure i have all the time in the world when there are challenges and, and when there are things but if it's just to um just to have me sit there <laughs> or you know just to keep keep chatting or whatever then um i didn't so much just hang out for those for longer yeah and i remember when you started it you were doing it the same, I think this is probably key and helpful because that's how I started too. You you did it at night, like right before bed, same time every yeah. night. And you told them, right? You didn't tell you're like me, like I'm just not gonna tell my husband. Not because right. I can't tell him, but because I don't want him to get in my space and ruin it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need his ideas oh. anything. I just wanted to do it, which is how I did it too. I was like, I'm just gonna do it. But I tell my kids, like, I'm gonna start a new thing where every night before bed. I'm just gonna lay on your bed with you for five minutes and yeah. you pick whatever you want to do my son normally wants to quiz me on nfl trivia right yeah some days yeah some days he wants to talk more so that's how i started it um for sarah who's asking on the podcast is i told them i was consistent with it i committed myself to doing it for a month like Brittany, um and we got used to that and then I was able to get a little bit more flexible with it. Yeah. We could do it at different times of the day, or you even talk about it in your book too. Like sometimes I think you had one daughter who is a little bit more into it and wanting to extend it longer. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> wanting to like creep in on like her brother's time. She was always, she was everywhere. Yeah. She just yeah. really wanted her little, her multiple pieces of that pie every night. Yes. Yeah. So she would like sneak, you know, like creep into the brother's room or whatever and we had that happen too it's my daughter who wants to do that too and i would be like i had your time with you he wants his time alone and it's really just putting up those boundaries yeah totally and like you said when you're consistent with it it gives you the luxury of being flexible like you probably noticed in the book too i i didn't know what i was doing and so sometimes yeah sometimes my daughter would stay and they had a great time the three of us you know and other times I would kick her out the door because, because my son wanted, wanted me. Like it, it just, it was a very 
you can afford to be fluid and flexible, you know, based on a, a night by night basis. Once the, once the routine is established and they know they'll get theirs and it's, you know, it's, it's good. It's yeah. Anyway. But yeah. And it does help so that you're not trying to do it during a busy time, right? Not do it before totally. or right after school. Like she, like she kind of mentioned earlier, like, how come when I pick you up from school and I ask you this question? Yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no answers. Um, okay, so just to kind of touch on something that you mentioned is that, I th and that I think a lot of people can relate to, is just that as moms, especially, you know, we're around our kids all the time. We're always with them, at least like 99% of the time. We are always with our kids. We are always around them. We're always thinking about them. We're always doing things for them. We're always, you know, everything we do is for them, but we can still become disengaged. And I, I think that's what I like most about this. Hold on one second, the baby, I'm gonna pause our recording. Okay, so after you started implementing this and you realized it was working, what would you say is your favorite benefit that came from it? Um, it's, hard, it's hard to say what my favorite one, well, connection. I mean, hands down, it's, it's being connected with my kids. Like when I'm, when I was with them during time in, we felt connected, but even like throughout the day, I would feel connected because I knew, I knew them again. Like I knew what was going on in their lives and I knew things that were making them happy or things that were making them stressed or things that, you know, were, were the highs and lows of, of what was going on in their lives. And I just, that connection made everything as a mom, it makes things so different. Like you can have the same day and if one day you're disconnected and one day you're connected, like the same events will cause such a different reaction, you know, or, or you can still, I, I still felt like peace and joy. Like I didn't walk around with a smile on my face all the time. They're in the book. I'm clear about that. Like that we still had struggles and we still had, tantrums and we still I still had headaches and you know nights where I didn't sleep because of my baby and you know all of that stuff like you can still have you will still have the stuff of of real life but when you're connected with your kids on a genuine like a meaningful level all of those things I don't know there's a better perspective all of those things don't become your life they become like okay um I don't know like just part of the flow of your life, but, but ultimately there's that connection still, just, just like an, just like a life raft, you know, just like, you know what, this, this sucks. This is a crappy day. At least you and me are still, we're still good. Or, you know, like at least we can, can still chat. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I love being, being connected with my kids. Yes. Yes. And I think, um, like you said, I, I love this book because as moms, you know, we, especially when we get disengaged, like we deal with tantrums and fits and kids not, you know, we feel like they're being defiant and, or, you know, we feel like something is wrong with the way that we are parenting or something. And, you know, we're looking for like, how do I get my kids to do this? Or how do I get my kids to stop doing this? And I love this because it, really makes it easy to kind of, I'm not going to say solve those problems, but in a way it does because they happen less. And when it's happening, you have that connection, right? You have that thread of like, yeah, 
So I know that they're having this issue with their friend at school. I should give them a break, <laughs> right? Yeah, I know you can connect dots, especially, especially with, well, with all kids, I was going to say, especially with younger kids, but that's not exactly true, especially like with pre preteens and tweens and teenagers, like you can, I don't even know. I'm, 40 years old right now and I don't even know sometimes why I'm feeling sad like it's hard for me to connect my own dots but when you as a mom when you're able to connect exactly like what you said it it gives such a good perspective and you are able then to give them a break or give them space or give them whatever it is that actually can help them address the, the core issue not just discipline them for mouthing off or, or whatever, you know, like that doesn't change the core issue. And so when you can identify a, a core issue for regardless of the behavior that follows, mm -hmm. uh, it helps, it helps promote peace and it helps understanding and empathy and all of that stuff. Yes, it really does. It, it definitely does. It promotes, like she said, it promotes peace. It promotes understanding. And one of the things that I tell uh, my, <laughs> my community all the time is like, I'm never, I'm never going to give you parenting advice, but I can do my best to give you like tools to get in touch with yourself and figure out how you can be a leader for your kids. Right. And I think this is like, so good. It's so good. It's so helpful. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, and that's, I think that's so important that you're, giving parenting advice is so tricky because nobody knows nobody knows kids like the parent knows the kids and nobody knows situations like unless you're you're in it and parenting advice um there's just so many factors that people may or may not be aware of that when you can solve your own when you can look with charity and when you can have like the confidence and the connection to really, um, I don't know, stem the tide, or or when you can when you can use those as tools to solve your own problems. That's like you know the teach a man to fish or whatever that that thing is that we have seen posters of in our seventh grade geography classes or whatever. I don't know, <laughs> but it gives, it gives, it's so empowering because and it's a it's a tool that you can use no matter what the circumstances, no matter what the challenge is that arises as we're raising these wonderful human beings, like we can, we have the tool, not just like when this happens, you should do this. When this happens, good parents do this. When this happens, you know, like you don't need all of those, all of those step-by-step. -step. Mm -hmm. you, you just need the principle and, and, and letting that guide you. Yes. Which is what this book helps you do. And you should definitely get it. <laughs> I don't know, like there aren't very many books that I'm like, go buy this book go get it right now like but this is definitely one that's oh you're that's awesome i'm so happy i'm so happy krista that it's that you feel that way because i that is that was my goal in writing it it was not to show the world how terrible you can be as a mom <laughs> and it and it was you know it was just like i feel like other moms probably feel this way too and and there are ways like genuine ways out of it that are that are permanent not that they don't require effort still to stay connected but it is a, it can be a permanent shift not just a superficial yeah. 
It is. Yeah. And, and I think we hear it all the time. I think there are people who are always like, you know, you don't need discipline. You need connection. You're like, awesome. Like, how do I do that? Yeah. That mean. Yeah. yeah. This bridges that gap for you. This <laughs> what it is and how to do it. Oh. And then you're not just like spinning your wheels of like, how do I make this drawer char work? Or how do I, yeah. yeah. All of these things that were like, apparently I need to do something. Right. And it gets really simple if you can do this part of it first yeah. and the rest of it falls into place. Not easy, not like it's just like, oh, okay, now, now everything's perfect, but it does give you that rebalance and gives you a really great jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, so that that's pretty much it for me. Oh, okay, so actually I, did want, I have one personal question. So your kids' ages, like I feel like you, we kind of have them the same way where <laughs> your kids are, you have three older ones and then you have two younger ish ones yeah yeah kind of yeah so i have a well at the time of the book 11 9 7 and then three and a baby an infant yeah okay so that's like almost exactly what we have too and this is really helpful for me because you guys know like when you have babies they become all-consuming and it was the perfect time because it was okay with my toddler like i was still able to you know stick with my big kids but after I had this one, I was like, I miss my big kids. Like, I feel like I just don't have, I don't have much to go around, right? Yeah. A lot of excess to go around when you have five kids, especially when one is nursing 24 seven. The other one is a toddler who is a classic poster child of a toddler. Of toddlerhood. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so totally. it's really nice too, because I think it's almost easier for me to get that one-on-one -on -one time with them little ones and then you're like sure well and they're so dependent on you the older ones can be sadly they can be swept aside over and over again because they are independent they're they're capable of doing things for themselves and looking after themselves mm -hmm. and which is both a, an advantage and a disadvantage when it comes to yeah um connecting like you have to be a lot I have found for me I've had to be a lot more proactive even as my my oldest is like driving now and and it takes a lot even more you know it takes more effort to really connect with him but it's like mm -hmm. it's worth it and it then you do it yeah and just the yeah the last final note was <laughs> and then I'll hang up because I don't know how long this has been, but <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I babble. I'm sorry. So do I. So do I. I don't have any timers or anything, but oh, I don't know. The thing I think, like I said, I read this back in like December and it's still so valuable. The other day, talking about like the different age kids, the other day, my 10 year old, she's self-sufficient, right? Like she, they can make their own lunches. They can eat their own food. They can wash their own clothes. They can do all the things by themselves. And she came to me and was like, can you dry my hair? And I was like, that's weird. Like you always dry your own hair. Like, you know what to do, but because I've been able to stay in touch with her, I guess, especially with the little ones, I was like, okay, this is not about her not knowing how to do her hair. Like this is her asking for like, can we have some time together? Touch point. Yeah, totally. Yeah. 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 And I think it makes it so that you can recognize those more often and you can experience them more often. And it really does. It just makes you a happy mom to be like, yeah. 
I'm not annoyed by this. Like, I think if I hadn't read this, this probably would have been like, this is just another thing that you're asking me to do. Yeah. I'm already so busy. Like, I really don't want to spend, you know, <laughs> I don't want to dry your hair for you. You're yeah, right, right, right. Um, but it wasn't about that at all. It was absolutely her being like, I'd like to spend some time with my mom. Oh, I love that. I love that. And especially like, think of how you're setting up your relationship for the next decade, even, you know, like it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. I hope so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we'll see. like all rainbows and unicorns, there's yeah. you know, whatever, but, but you are, you're setting up that, that foundation of trust and connection. Yeah. Yeah. And it does feel good to be like, okay, I think I nailed it that, I think that day I nailed it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I hey. definitely <laughs> okay. But I think that day I nailed it. <laughs> Sounds like you totally nailed it. Yes, okay. Well, everybody on Facebook, we will see you later. Um, as for everyone listening on the podcast, you can find her book. It's called The Five Minute Time in Effectively Reengaging with Your Children in Just Five Minutes a Day by Brittany Smart. Um, it's available on Amazon. That's where you can find it. And her name, I'll put it in the in the description so that you can see the title and I'll put the link to it in the podcast episode too. But it's B-R-I-T-T-N-E-Y. There's so many ways to spell Brittany, but that's how you know. There's a thousand ways. <laughs> it's I bet you it will be one of your favorite books that you've ever read. It's gonna help you a lot. It's so simple, but so powerful. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. Hey friend, did you love this episode? If you did, I would love if you took a screenshot of it and shared it with somebody else. Okay. The whole point of this is to create a community of moms who get each other, who support each other and who, when they find something that helps them, they share it with somebody. So I would love if you shared this podcast with somebody with maybe just a little note about how it helped you or how it inspired you so that it can help somebody else. I would also love it if you left me a review. Leaving a review lets me get better stats on the internet and blah, blah, blah. Basically, it helps me help more moms like you. I would so appreciate it. If you hated this episode, I'm sorry, but I'm also kind of impressed that you listened to it all and you're still listening. So still leave me a review, still share it <laughs> because I'm sure somebody can benefit from it. I'll see you guys on the next episode. Hey, before you go, I have a question to ask you. Would you please leave me a five-star review if you are listening on iTunes? It helps me grow my show and reach more moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. If you love the show, I would love it if you shared something specific that you find valuable or helpful or that you just enjoy about listening to this show. It would mean the world to me if you took time out of your day to do that. And while you're at it, head over to motherhoodsimplified.com to listen to more podcast episodes or check out our Facebook group, Instagram, just to connect on social media. If you love these episodes and if you love this show, please tag me. I love to connect with you over there. Podcasts are kind of like a one-way conversation where I feel like I'm talking to you and with you. But when you tag me on social media, I feel like we can take that one step further and actually connect with each other, which is the whole point of me starting 
this podcast and community in the first place is to be able to connect with moms like you who are wanting to declutter without becoming a full-blown minimalist. So tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm motherhood underscore simplified. Check out the Motherhood Simplified Facebook group or head over to the site and just find even more blogs, podcasts, decluttering courses to help you continue on your decluttering journey. Thanks so much. And I'll talk to you soon.